Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and I'm thrilled to be back with you again. Today's quote is, sometimes the hardest part of the journey is believing you're worth the trip. And that's by Glenn Beck. Today, we have a lovely guest. I can't wait to bring her on. Her name is Lori Seymour. She is the number one best-selling author, host of the Wisdom Talk radio podcast, CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. She's an international trainer and speaker and executive coach. 20 years ago, she was honored to receive the stewardship of a special esoteric technology that accelerates the process of innovation and creation in individuals and groups. With this as a foundation, she developed the potentiation process, which teaches you how to access and leverage your creative intelligence. I think this is going to be very interesting and a whole lot of fun. Welcome, Lori. How are you today? I am doing so well, and I'm excited to be here, Heather. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I look forward to uh, diving right in. But you know what? Before I get to all of my questions around creative intelligence and all that fun stuff, can you give us a little background on on where you come from? Anything you think it's important for our listeners to know? Wow. Um, How to make that succinct. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've always had the, the kind of an inner push to know and to to understand what my life was about, what life was about. I, I grew up in a family that mm, probably didn't question those things and where I, I felt really different, frankly, from everybody in my family. And, and I think I felt different from everybody, you know, in my neighborhood, too. Um, and so I, I didn't what I didn't feel was a lot of love for myself, a lot of self-love. I didn't experience that much in my family. I did for my father, but he died when I was really young. And um, and so I went looking. I mean, I went looking in life. I became, uh, I, I went into psychology. I became a therapist. Um, I was looking. And you know what I was looking for, I, I realized in retrospect, was a kind of a rule book that I thought everybody else had and I didn't. And I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted access to that. And I thought if I could just get that rule book, I'd be okay. You know, I'd be acceptable. And that kind of self-doubt that, that I lived with was, hmm, it was inside, but I was very successful outside. You know, I, I became a therapist. I had a, I had a, a great clientele. Um, I was teaching, I was doing a lot of things that I loved doing, but there was still this place that felt kind of empty. And it wasn't until I started working with a teacher and, and it was all around energy and it was receiving energy and it was having things activated within me. It was like, um, knowledge that hadn't, or, or really more than knowledge, Uh, a self-knowing that had been laying there dormant 
but needed an activation for, for that to start to shift at a very deep level within me. Wow, that must have been incredibly powerful. And, and what, a, what a gift that is, because I, I have to tell you that for myself mm-hmm. and for virtually every single coaching client that I have, if you delve deep enough, that's at the heart of everything. And like you said, no matter how successful everyone is on the outside, there is that element of self-doubt. And, you, mm-hmm. you know, you were looking for the the rule book, um, but we all need that rule book, <laughs> I think. So that, thank you. That was incredibly succinct considering how much you got in there. So Let's take a little bit deeper dive here. So we we all who have ever felt that know how crippling self-doubt can be. Uh, so how do you go beyond that? That's a great question, Heather, because it, it's it's really at the heart of my whole journey and the work that I do with, with people. Because going beyond self-doubt is about activating that that your own connection with yourself. Because even though I was looking for the rule book, I finally realized I couldn't find it outside. Because there may, there's many rule books and there's, you know, there's outer law, but there's the inner law, the inner connection. And that's where, that's what I had to develop. I had to go beyond my intellect, uh, not give it up, but start to bring in first the emotional um, awareness but then even beyond that, it, it's what I'm now understanding is that creative intelligence that we have within us. And it's that as we start to bring forward, as we connect with, that does by virtue of re- almost replacing it, it goes. It takes us beyond self-doubt. Mm, I love that. I think it is so important. And especially for those of us who spend a lot of time seeking and learning and growing, we're, we're in our heads so mm-hmm. much of the time. And to be able to go beyond that, not give it up, but I like the way mm-hmm. you phrased it, go beyond it into like the heart and, and that deeper connection with self. Yeah. So I, I believe that speaking of connection with self and and I believe that um, self-love has a lot to do with it. So how do you see self-doubt being connected to self-love or is it not? I, I, it absolutely is. And, and when we start, for me, I'll just speak to about me for right now. As I started, well, it, it, in a way it happened in a moment. I, it's like I was opened up to that experience of self-love. And then I had a way, every time self-doubt came up, because it's not like self-doubt was eradicated. I'll say that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But every time it came up, I could almost, I had a way to look at it from this place of, wait a minute, this is not how I was feeling when I was feeling self-love. When I was feeling, when I'm feeling love for myself and with myself, there's a flow, there's a there's a delight, there's a feeling of joy and ease. And self-doubt takes me into that tight, crippling, judgmental kind of place. And then I'll say, then I'll start looking at my thoughts and say, okay, where did that start? What was happening? It's not so much I need to um, process myself. That's from my old days of being a therapist, Mm -hmm. but that I need to take hold of my thoughts and start saying, 
and, and recognizing I don't have to go down that rabbit hole. I can take a breath, I can reconnect, and that's a whole process too, but of reconnect with that place of self-love where, where I feel it in my body. I have to understand and know it in my body. Yeah, and you know, it, it sounds, when you speak to it, it sounds incredibly freeing because we get to choose, right? You don't have to, the way that you phrased it, you don't have to go to that dark place. You don't have to go there. You can instead use the tools that you learned to go a different route. Exactly. That's a beautiful way to put it, Heather. We have the choice. And even when we don't feel like we have the choice, and we know those places, and I work with plenty of people who say, well, I I don't feel like I have any choice. And being able with this, um, what you spoke about in your introduction, with this technology that I have, with this, what's almost like an app that can get installed in, in people's bodies, with that awareness, you, you start to feel the choice because you know something different once you've had a different experience. And it's hard to unlearn it. <laughs> you, can, you can ignore it sometimes, but once you you have that deeper awareness, it's there and you can always access it. Now, I've read um, something that you had uh, about the inner compass, but I, I'm not really sure what that is. Could you share a little bit about the inner compass? Certainly. Um, the inner compass is the way that I speak to that part of ourselves that is connected with the creative intelligence of the universe. But it's not out there. It's like, that's how I think of it. It's not, God is not out there. God is in here. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's in that way, we get to connect with the intelligence that's in every cell of the body. So I think of the inner compass in that way of almost like resting in the heart center, mm-hmm. not the emotional heart, but the heart that has discernment and that through the feeling body, through connecting with that feeling in the body, we can start to know what direction to go. We can bring through the answers to our own questions. We can know when it's time to leave a situation, know when when we need to turn left rather than right. Mm-hmm. That intuition and, and, and listening to it. Now, you've had a specific journey of how you've connected to your own inner compass. Would you like to share that with us? That, well, that journey has really been all of what I've been speaking to, really, because it, I realized that it's even more than intuition. As, as I became practiced in it, mm-hmm. that it's, it's like um, gut instinct on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But it really, it really is it's such a refinement because intuition can sometimes be swayed by our emotion. And so I've had to learn how to work with my own emotions and go, and go beyond those to see what the truth is of any situation. Um, because I have, I've had, I'm sure, as many challenges as anybody that you speak with and, and as many challenges as those people you work with or I work with. It, it, it's not that I've lived a life that has um, been without them by any means. It continues to this day. It's it's not that we live above it. 
it's that we live, my journey has been a way of connecting within that space that is that feels so true to me um, and where I get to hear my own inner guidance. That's fantastic. And, and as you're, when you speak, you have the great capacity to allow for visualization in the listener, right? We can envision what, how it looks, what you're, what you're saying. And so for me, it leads me to think this, this depth of connection speaks to, in my mind, meditation. So does, does meditation play a role in the way that you do it? It very much does. Uh, I, the, this, this esoteric technology that I was talking about um, came about or came into being as two forms. Uh, Tereya touch, which is a hands-on way of working with the energy, and Tereya meditation, which is a way of working with the same energy with people, but while they're in a meditative state. And mm-hmm. so, um, for example, I do that First of all, I do it regularly, and I've been doing it for for decades. Um, I teach it online, and it's not so much an it as it is an allowing of ourselves to receive and to be able to get quiet. And I and I work with with energy with people during that time so that they are enabled to receive more deeply and can get quiet more deeply, and and start to build really build those new patterns of getting quiet inside. Oh, okay, now you're speaking my language. I speak to being <laughs> able to consciously uh, take actions to shift our patterns. This is this is yes. good stuff. Um, oh. I want to, to ask more about the, you know, how that inner compass relates to the creative intelligence from your bio, but I just want to take a, a, a moment here mm-hmm. and just because the show was called From Fear to Fire, mm-hmm. I, I always need to kind of dive into the the guest expert and ask if you have any um, specific story of a journey that was, you know, fearful for you, something that you learned a lot about yourself. Is there anything that you'd feel comfortable sharing and the lesson that you got? Oh boy. <laughs> you told me you were going to ask that. And it's interesting. I just, I thought I'm not going to go there right now. I'm not going to decide what it's going to be. Yeah. And that what came up was something that I still feel very vulnerable about. <clears throat> um, and this was a couple of years ago, but it, it, there's a, there's ways that it still feels very fresh. Um, and that was that my daughter stopped talking to me. Mm. And, um, and that lasted for 13 months and it was probably the most painful experience I've ever had. And she was going through her own stuff and she just, she wanted space to be able to come to her own, whatever. I'm I'm not, I'm not, this is not her story. It's mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so it wasn't just fear. I mean, it was fear. It was, it was so many things, but it was such pain. And what I had to keep doing in order to keep going, really, and in order not to judge her, was to keep finding that place of self-love within me and finding that that balanced place within me so that I didn't go off the deep end because I, I could have. Mm. And, and I, I got really close a couple of times. 
um, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to be angry at her. Yeah, I, so it was all about coming to a place of balance and I had to keep doing everything I knew and everything I had learned to be able to keep going for what, what I think of as truth that, that goes beyond that, the emotion into the place where um, you can see that I could see the bigger picture and I could feel the love for my love for her. Um, this is, um, amazing. And, and, you know, I, uh, this happens to me in very, very frequently now where I have guests on, or I, I run into people or I have conversations where the wisdom that they're speaking about directly relates to what's going on in my life at this moment in time. Mm. And, you know, and, um, I'm, I'm not, like this ego, it's not about ego. It's about the fact that we all have these things. I think like right now I'm currently experiencing something similar to what you experienced. And I'm, I'm really absorbing your journey, what you learned. And hopefully I'll be able to take some of that with me. But I think that's what it's about. I I'm guessing that, that we all have these opportunities for people to bring us what we need to know. And sometimes we see them and sometimes we don't. Definitely. So, yeah, I see, I see you and I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm just, it was like a, okay, take a deep breath here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was bigger than both of us, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's get back to something where we can put our feet a little bit more on the ground here. Um, (laughs) So how is the inner compass related to this creative intelligence? As I mentioned earlier, for me, the creative intelligence is the creative intelligence of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when I teach people about this, I go into some of the research around the unified field theory and, um, and consciousness, consciousness research. But that's not what we're here for either. But really, it's about how we can become that co-creative, um, co-creator with this intelligence. The intelligence is there in everything in the universe and we are part of that. We are an expression of that. And so as I connect with my own inner compass, as I connect with the the truth of my own heart center and learn how to use that as as the guidance, what, what happens is that I start to create from that co-creative place that I'm not just like getting ideas that go nowhere. Um, I'm not just like deciding something in my intellect because it's a good idea or it makes sense. I'm really doing that in a very aligned way. So my purpose comes forward. Um, I feel aligned with my own purpose. I feel like all of my own talents come to bear. And you, you probably know, you know this, you know this experience, and I'm sure you're oh, listening I do. to it too. Yeah. You know, when, when that, when like everything feels like it lines up. Mm-hmm. Now, is that what you call the potentiation process? Is that how it ties together into this process or is that different? Well, the potentiation process is what I've most recently created or developed. 
that takes all of that research that I was talking about, about the consciousness research, uh, the research into quantum leaps and into um, enhancing your gut instinct, and and uses my inner compass system, which I developed quite some time ago, that really takes people step by step to develop that, and and then takes that into how do we use this all in the service of innovation? And I mean innovation in a really big sense, not in the just for business or just for personal or, but for innovation in the way of, we have a lot of things we have to deal with in life and a lot of things that society is calling us to deal with right now. Mm-hmm. How could we, how could we access that deeper dimension of innovation? And that is what I built the potentiation process to develop within individuals and in teams. That sounds so incredibly important. Um, now I know that this is your process and it, and it probably takes quite a bit of time, but I'm, I'm about providing the listeners with takeaways. So is there mm-hmm. anything that you can share with them, a tool, a tip, a little idea that can help people begin that access? There are so many opportunities for uh, for meditation, for online meditation, for just for for tips, for just sitting, getting quiet for five minutes, and it doesn't have to be complex. Um, it doesn't have to be for hours and hours, but that quieting of the the thought process is so important towards being able to access that deeper dimension. And, and then within that quiet, if, if your listeners can think of it being a receptive time, not a passive time, because this is even going beyond like mindfulness training. Mm-hmm. This is a way of welcoming in a state of receiving so that I get quiet. That means I have to let go of expectations. So one tip would be, Notice if you do have expectations about doing it right, about what's going to come, um, about what it, how it's going to be, and to start to let go of those expectations because the expectations get in the way of receiving. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely love that because it is a a minor shift that has the capacity for massive change, right? And yes, I, I um. I heard it said once that prayer is when you ask of your higher power and meditation is when you listen to the response. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so the that ability to receive is incredibly important because we have all of these thoughts and all of these expectations, like you said, and and those need to they can block the receipt of the message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really powerful stuff. It seems like a small shift, but really powerful. So how do you think that these, this new paradigm and this creativity and, and all of what we've been talking about, how do you think that this can help us right now in these incredibly challenging times? We are living in the midst of unprecedented challenging times Mm -hmm. and we need we do need that paradigm shift we need it in how we treat each other Uh, we need it in every aspect of society 
but we can't do that in the old ways. And so for me, um, as I was moving into the innovation space, I started reading a lot about innovation. And you know what I found happening? This is almost embarrassing to to, um, reveal, but I found myself falling asleep. (laughs) So, you know, here I am saying, well, I'm working, you know, with innovators and I'm falling asleep as I'm reading about innovation. And I realized it's because it was that old way of, for me, of being, which, you know, came from the intellect, came from looking at, okay, let's find another structure. And it wasn't about, it it isn't about finding another structure. It's about awakening that which is there dormant within us. And that's the new paradigm. As we awaken to that, we, I I, I use creative in such a big way. We become that co-creative partner to what wants to be created, what the universe is asking to create through us. And we're, we're, we do that in partnership. And when we can do that in partnership with the universe, we can then do that in partnership with others. This is so beautiful, Lori. I'm just so glad that we were able to make this conversation happen. It's very important work right now. And if we can all just take away, everyone listening, take away a little piece of this. Uh, you know, I'm certain that they're going to want some more from you, Lori. Can you share how people can reach you, if there's anything else that you'd like to um, let them know about? Um, sure. Uh, my website is uh, the Baca, that's B as in boy, A-C-A Institute dot, uh, dot com. And there they can find all sorts of things including um, the Creative Innovator Quiz. And it really teaches or or shows people what their style of being a creative innovator is, even if they don't think they're a creative innovator, because I'm meaning that in the most expanded way. Because we have have this feeling in us of ideas, you know, of things we want to create. And sometimes we're not, we're doing it in the old ways. And I don't mean someone else's old ways, but well, it is someone else's old ways. We're doing it in ways that we've been taught we were supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And we might not be using our own superpowers. We might not know even know what those are. So that quiz helps to point people in that direction to what might be getting in your way of creating what you want to create and of, of taking that all the way into reality. This is fantastic. And and I'm just going to let everyone know that I will have links in the show notes to this. And I took this quiz that Lori is referring to, and it's super easy to take and spot on. I sent it to a couple of close friends and they're like, of course, that's your response. Of course, that's who you are. It's so spot on. So I highly recommend you take that. It's fantastic. And I'm, I'm certain that you're probably going to want to share this message with others so feel free you know leave us a review share the message with others but Lori do you have I can't believe you know I, I we talked about how fast this show is going to go so yes <laughs> it it, ha- it is coming to an end now but do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners today yeah hmm I would say two things if I think we have enough time for that yes I'll what give is- you two <laughs> can't just do one. No. Um, One is that 
that inner presence is a reality. And I just can tell you that from the bottom of my heart, from every bit of my experience, you're not alone. You're not alone in this life. You are part of this energy of creation. You are an expression of that. And you can do that in a very simple way of starting to connect with that, which is through your breath. And I just mean, take a breath, take a conscious breath and receive your breath. We were talking about receiving. If you consciously receive your breath, that starts to move you into that place of receiving in a much deeper, bigger way. Oh, that's good. I like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you have like my my synapses are firing. You've got me thinking and I can't wait to get to write some of this stuff down. Um, so if you out there are feeling what I'm feeling and you're driving, just wait and you can listen to it again later and you can take your notes later. Be safe, everyone. <laughs> Lori, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. You are so welcome, Heather. I, I'm, I'm delighted to have met you in this way and uh, to have had this experience with you. It really has been remarkable. I agree. And thanks to everyone out there. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care.